Hey, good morning, leaders. I hope you guys have already had a fantastic morning, and thank you for joining on our online church. My name is Caleb. I'm the student director here at Seven Cities Church, and I'm super excited to share God's Word with you guys this morning. And um, we just finished up a series called Being Filled, and that was just an amazing series talking about how we can be filled with hope, you know, being filled with God's love. And part of that is just us emptying ourselves and emptying ourselves so that God can fill us up. And if you missed that series, you actually go ahead and check that out on our website. And you can go and click Messages. And you can see right under that all the messages and series that have been preached. And you can click right along and then follow along the series. I really encourage you, if you have not listened, to go and listen to that filled series. And today's message, today's message is just, you know, what people would call a standalone message. But it's going to be a little bit different. Um, as I started off, I called you leader because that's what you are. That's what you've already been born to. You guys are born leaders. And today's message, we're going to be talking about you today and how all of us are leaders and how God has equipped us to be leaders and how we can really, in each stage of our life, be the best leader we can be in each stage of our life. And some of the stages of life that I'm going to discuss is wives and husbands, and mothers and fathers. And obviously me, I'm 19 years old. I'm in a dating relationship. We're about to go on to almost three years. I haven't experienced marriage yet. I haven't experienced parenthood, being a father, what it's like to raise kids. Like I've not experienced that. And so I know that I don't have any experience or authority in that per se, but what I do have is God's word. And God's word holds God's authority. And God's word shares so much that we can all take away from what he says about fatherhood, what he says about wives and husbands, and how he tells us what to do in those relationships and what to do in those stages of life. He, t- he tells us in scripture, and we're about to get into it, about how wives and husbands, you are leaders, and how mothers and fathers, you are leaders. And for you young people or people who are single and not in those stages of life yet, you are leaders. And the reason this message is going to be different is because if you've seen my message before, I usually like stand up and I'm really extroverted and I'm really like, go, go, go. But I know I'm going to be talking about something that I haven't really experienced yet. And part of the reason why I'm going to sit down is just because I want this to be a teaching moment, not from my experience, but teaching from God's word. Because God's word is perfect. God's word is God's word. It's perfect. It's holy. It teaches us everything about how we live our life and how we guide people to life in Christ. And today, we're just going to be discussing how we can be better leaders. And maybe right now you're thinking to yourself, me? A leader? Like, what do you mean I'm a leader? Because some of you maybe have a different definition of what a leader is. Maybe you think a leader is the extroverted person who always speaks up, says everything that comes to their mind and that takes charge. Maybe you think that's what a leader is. But in reality, nowhere in Scripture does it say that the extrovert has to be the leader. Or that the requirement of being a leader, you have to be an extrovert. No. What it does say is that all Christians should go and make disciples, baptize, and teach them in the name of Jesus. And that's towards all of us. 
Because guess what? All of us are leaders. We've all been equipped by that. And it's not by our doing. (laughs) We're nothing special. (laughs) It's just that God has called us to be leaders so that we can lead other people to Christ. Now we can lead other people to life in Christ. And the first stage of life that I like to get into about, you know, being a leader and where you are is wives and husbands. As a wife, you are a leader. And as a husband, you are a leader. And we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 3, where it discusses the roles of the wife and the husband. And I want to preference this before we go into it, because I know many times maybe you've heard a sermon or a message about wives and husbands. And maybe you leave that service and, and maybe you click off the video after hearing, oh, wives submit to your husbands. That's it. The husband leads. Wife does nothing. But in actuality, in scripture, it shares something different. Not only is the husband a leader, yes, but the wife is also a leader as well. And we'll be reading about how the wife submits to the husband, but it's not from a perspective of the husband taking charge over and the husband ruling over everything. It's about the husband and the wife loving and leading together. So we'll be in 1 Peter chapter 3, and we're going to start from verses 1 through 7. It starts off like this. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives, when they see that you're respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight. Is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children. If you do good and do not fear anything, that is frightening. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. So, discusses about the wives submitting to the husbands. But I think it also discusses about the husband's role and what he's supposed to do. For the husband, you're supposed to live with your wife in an understanding way. Not something that's forceful or taking over. It's an understanding way. It's an honoring way. It's a loving way. I know so often men, we want to make so many solutions to problems and want to fix everything, but we're human. We can't. And the Lord knows that. And that's why the Lord is saying, hey, don't lead in this perfect way that you have to make everything right and fix all the solutions. Just lead in an understanding way. If your wife is going through troubling times, be there with her, sit with her, understand her, comfort her, honor her. And there's a, there's a purpose that this is here because it explains why the wife submits to the husband. The husband is the spiritual leader. And as a spiritual leader, husbands, you guys are supposed to live in an understanding way, in an honoring way, in a loving way. That's how as a husband, you should lead. And for wives, you guys lead as well. If we go back in the previous verses, it talks about adorning. And I want to discuss that. Adorning really means beauty. It's just another definition of like showing your beauty. 
And it says, do not let your adorning be external, like your beauty be external, like, you know, braiding of your hair, putting on jewelry, all that stuff. Your main beauty should be within the hidden person of the heart with imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is in God's sight, very precious. And wives, you lead with that. You lead with your heart. The love, the, the kindness, and, and, the, and the caring character that is inside your heart, lead with it. Love your husband. Care for your husband. Listen to your husband. And this is why the wife's role and the husband's role are different, but they work together. Yes, the husband is supposed to be the spiritual leader and leading the understanding and honoring way, but also the wife gets to lead with her heart and the loving heart that the Lord has given her. I mean, it does, Peter describes it as imperishable beauty inside the wife's heart. And when both the wife and husband love and lead each other, that relationship grows. And that's how wives can be leaders and husbands can be leaders in their relationship. The roles are different, but the value is the same. Wives love your husband and husband love your wives. And lead with love, lead with understanding, and lead in an honoring way that is to the Lord. And the second stage of life that, you know, you may be in is mothers and fathers. And again, I'm not a parent whatsoever. Um, I have amazing parents of my own, and they've loved me and taught me so much. And so I know that there's a lot of mothers and fathers listening right now. And... You guys are such amazing leaders already to be able to just lead your kid. But the passage I'm about to bring up in Ephesians, I think really helps mothers and fathers kind of understand their role and how they're supposed to lead their kid. Because I know many of you maybe are mothers and fathers of young, of young kids. And right now you're trying to teach them how to walk and how to grow up and what to say no to, what to say yes to. Or maybe right now you're leading teenagers. And again, I have no idea what that experience looks like. And I've heard many stories of how sometimes that's kind of the hardest transition of, of being able to lead your kid is during those teenage years. And I think this verse in Ephesians really covers whether it's a kid, teenager, young adult, you're still the parent. You're still the mother and father. And this, verse is, and this verse in Ephesians really discusses of how the mother and father can really lead their kid in a God-honoring way. Now, this verse in Ephesians only talks about the fathers. But, it also, but I also want to discuss the mother's role and how she can lead as well. And in Ephesians chapter 6, it starts in verse 2. It says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So that first part is for the kids, obviously, to honor your father and mother. But the second part is targeted towards fathers. Now, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Jay preached an amazing Father's Day message. Like, I was blown away. It was amazing because he didn't just discuss how to be a great father or, or how to lead your kids as a father. But he just discussed the specific avenues of how you can lead your kid. And it was an incredible message. And 
part of which he talked about, fathers don't lead with anger. Don't, you know, try to provoke your children and lead them to be angry. Lead them with discipline, with the instructions of the Lord. That's exactly what Ephesians said. The Lord is saying, listen, fathers, lead your children by my instructions. I've given you scripture. I've given you my word. Now follow it. Teach your kids scripture. Teach your kids what it's like to live a life in Christ. Don't try to lead them in anger. Don't try to lead them in frustration, but lead them with understanding and discipline. And for the mothers, I know this verse doesn't discuss mothers, but mothers, you guys are the, the nurturer. You guys are the carers. And, the, and, and honestly, the, the teaching of relationships and the teaching of love. I'm not saying a father can't do that, but the mother's role is so important with that. Personally, for me, my mom's taught me so many times of how to build relationships, create relationships, how to love on other people. And I get that from my mom because as mothers, you guys are so gifted in teaching how to nurture, teaching how to care, and teaching how to love and create relationships. And mothers, you lead in that way. And husband and um, fathers, you lead in the way of discipline and instruction. And even though they're two different roles, they're the same value as leaders. Just like wives and husbands, different roles, same value. Just like mothers and fathers, different roles, same values. But all are leaders. Fathers, you lead with discipline and understanding with the instruction of the Lord. And mothers, you lead with nurture, care, and love. You guys are leaders. And the next stage of life I like to discuss is the stage of life that I'm currently in and maybe you are. Maybe this is, t- this is towards kids, teenagers, young adults, people who are single, etc. But you guys, specifically teenagers, are leaders. But you're not just any leader. You're the most influential leader today. Everything is targeted towards youth. You look on social media, the news, everything is attracted and targeted towards youth. And this is your time to lead. A lot of people say the youth is the future of the church, you know, the next generation that's coming up. Yes, you're the future of the church, but you are the church right now. And to my teenagers that, that I teach and that I love and care about, you guys are leaders. <laughs> you're leaders and you don't even realize it. And you may not realize it because you think to yourself, I'm too young. (laughs) There's no way me as a 13-year-old, 15-year-old, or whatever age that you are, and you think to yourself, oh, I'm a leader. I'm a leader that God's called me to. There's some doubts there. You may think to yourself, am I too young? But in 1 Timothy, it says the complete opposite. (laughs) It says your age really doesn't matter because let no one despise you for your youth. But set the believers an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. It doesn't matter about your age. Don't let anyone look down upon you because of your age. Yes, you may be young. Yes, you may be in middle school, high school, or maybe you're now going into middle school. Or maybe you're freshman in college and you're thinking to yourself, how can I be a leader at this age? You can be a leader in what you say. You can be a leader in what you do, and you can be a leader in how you love and how you display your faith, especially, especially when you are young. You guys are, 
at an opportunity to where you can lead so many people to Christ because you are young. I remember when the first time that I preached, I was 15 years old and I I preached at my school. It was like a five minute message. I remember before going out there, it was in the gymnasium and everyone's like looking like down at you. So it's like this very awkward view and it's like terrifying at first. And it was a five minute message I prepped and I was super nervous. My hands are sweating. I don't know if my forehead was sweating. Probably if someone would zoom in with a camera, it was. I was terrified. I was like just scared. And I just felt like the Lord saying, it's going to be all right. Like, just trust me. I'm just going to use you as a vessel. Well, after I preached, I thought it went well. Um, as we're heading back to our class, one of my teachers stopped by. He said, hey, that was a great message. I was like, oh, thank you. He's like, you are such a great leader, and I love the way that you led that message. And you're going to be such a great leader in the future. God's called you to something special. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, bro, I'm 15. <laughs> You're the person that teaches me. I'm in your class. (laughs) Like, I was so confused. I'm like, why did he just call me a leader? What does he see that I don't? (laughs) And I thought that way because immediately I said to myself, I'm only 15. I'm only 15. There's only so much I can do at this age, right? I mean, at that time I couldn't drive or anything. Didn't have a job. Just a student. How can a student be a leader? How can someone at that age lead somebody to Jesus? But immediately, a couple weeks later, the Lord just struck me. He said, your age does not matter. (laughs) Where you are in life does not matter. If I called you to something, I'm calling you to something. I've qualified you. Not because I was special, but because the Lord showered his love over me. And... I started to see myself as a leader, not in this pride sense of like, oh, look what I've become, but in this humbling way of like, wow, the Lord has called me to this, and I'm going to step into it with the confidence that the Lord has given me. And for you teenagers and kids and and people who are young and thinking to yourself, how could I ever be a leader? Well, guess what? You already are a leader. People look up to you. People are looking to you even at the age of 13, 15, or 17. You're the most influential leader right now. So this fall, when you're going back into school, find areas to where you can lead people. Invite them to church, invite them to youth group, invite them to events, or maybe just ask them if they want to study the Bible together. There's so many ways that you can lead other people. Maybe it's what you post on social media. You start posting inspirational, you know, Bible verses that get people encouraged and spirit-filled. Find ways to lead people. But youth, you're the most influential leaders we have today. See yourself as a leader. Don't let your age determine the impact that you can have on somebody's life. You are a leader. Wives, husbands, you are leaders. Fathers, mothers, you are leaders. Youth, teens, young adults, you are leaders. Everyone's a leader. It's just about what we're leading them to. And as Christians, we're supposed to lead and guide people to life in Christ. Maybe right now, 
as I discuss the stages of life of, of where you can be a leader. Maybe right now you just don't feel like a leader. Kind of feel defeated. You've been just going through this rough storm and this rough season like for so long. And you know that you're a leader, but you just don't feel equipped. You don't feel qualified. You feel tired. You feel worn out. And you're asking yourself, God, if, I, if, if I'm a leader, why don't I feel like a leader? Why do not, why do I not feel loved? Why do I not feel cared or, or called? Part of the reason may be that you're distracting yourself with worldly things and you need to get back to scripture. But I think sometimes in life, we just go through storms. We go through rough seasons. And that's why for this next part, I just want to share a couple of Bible verses to encourage you. To just encourage you and uplift you. You're a leader, yes, but leaders, leaders struggle. Leaders go through situations. Leaders go through hard times and they need encouragement. And they need to be uplifted. And these verses uplift me personally. And these verses have, have touched my heart and have helped me. Like Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. As leaders, this is encouraging. To know that we don't have to do all the work. We don't have to do all the things that we're capable of doing. All we have to do is empty ourselves and be filled with the Lord. And guess what he'll fill us with? Hope, joy, and peace. And those are things that we can lead other people to. The next verse is Psalms 139, 14. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Know that as a leader, you are made by the Lord. You're wonderful in his eyes. God made you and loves you and cares for you. Not so that you can just be on this earth and, and live a life and do normal things, work a nine to five, etc. Like, no, God's called you something bigger. God's called you to be a leader in that nine to five job. God's called you to be a leader in whatever stage of life you can be in. And what better way to, to feel equipped to be a leader than to know that the Lord has made you. And he chose to make you. And he sees you as wonderful and precious in his eyes. You are chosen. You are loved by the Father. And the last verse, simple, but it's 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 3. It says, but if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Sometimes as leaders, maybe you, you know, forget what you're leading and why you're leading. God's called us as leaders so that we can lead people to life in Christ. And the Lord knows that. And the Lord knows you. And the Lord loves you and he's called you to this. You are more than qualified for this. And it's not because of us, but it's because that the Lord knows us and the Lord cares for us and the Lord has called us to be leaders. And those are just a couple of verses to encourage you and uplift you to be the leader that God has called you to be. And again, I know that I haven't experienced marriage. I haven't experienced being in parenthood but what we just discussed today talks about how you can be a leader in any stage of life wherever you are teens again y'all are the most influential leaders right now take advantage of it and parents who may be 
you know, parents of kids and teenagers. Be, be with your teen. Be with your kid. Encourage and uplift him or her to be a leader. Me as a student director, personally, I, I'm, I'm with the students. I love them. I, I care about them so much. But I'm not with them all the time. You parents are. And you have a perfect opportunity to teach and guide them to life in Christ. Right where they are in your home. You can teach them. You can lead them. Because guess what? <laughs> you are a leader. Everyone is born a leader. And we have the opportunity to lead people to life I specifically want to close this out with a prayer and not just you know prayer of I hope we have a great week but I want to close with a prayer of praying for all of us as leaders to whatever situation that we are going through that we will be uplifted and be encouraged by the Lord let's pray God Lord thank you so much for all that you've done for us God Lord you've called us to be leaders and it's nothing because of what we have done, but God, it's because of who you are. Lord, I just pray that whatever stage of life that these people are in, God, that they will know that they are leaders. Now, you've called them to that. You've called them to be leaders and for them to lead people to life in Christ. Lord, just please encourage them, uplift them, remind them of what you've called them to be. You've called all of us to be leaders and to guide people to your name, Lord. Just please encourage us now. Please fill us up with your hope. Fill us up with your joy so that we can spread that to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.